There are so many amazing free plugins available for download right now to help you with your production and mixing. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash plugins to download and get access to a bunch of free and premium plugins on Plugin Boutique. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One, two, three. Hello, and welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and today with me, as always, my lovely special co host, Este Pinche Wei Lu. There you go. <laughs> Yo, uh, I know I'm going to cut it out, but that was about my fourth try- time trying to say that. <laughs> I've been practicing all week, and I didn't get it. So, uh, I know that only a part of you kind of get that reference, but it's kind of been our inside running joke, as I still don't know what it means, but I think I know what it means. <laughs> if you've ever played Smash Bros and gotten angry, you know what it means. Pinche <laughs> wey. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to the show. We're glad that you're here. We're glad that we get to do music. <laughs> We're glad that you're listening to us in your ears. There you go. There you go. And before we get started, really briefly, uh, Lou, how have you been? I've been good, you know. Uh, honestly, just been mastering a lot. I think I've mastered like four albums in the last four days. Nice. And I know that you have a lot of history doing a lot of mastering, so. Oh, yeah, Do you which enjoy is it? fun. Oh, yeah, I love it, honestly. Um, it's kind of nice to hear somebody's. I guess ideal end result versus trying to guess what the mix is sometimes. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you tamper with it less if it's a master. I mean, there's only so much you can exactly. do. Exactly. Like I do a lot of stem mastering where they'll provide the vocal bus and the instrumental bus. And then I'll Isn't actually- Isn't that just like, I still consider that just mixing. <laughs> I do too, to be honest. I do too. But that's why I also charge more for it because it's more involved than yeah, just regular mastering. But with that said, um, I have a lot of uh, requests during mastering when it's just a two-track. Like, oh, the vocals sound like they got sunken in. It's like, well, I only have a two-track to work with. There's yeah. only so much I can do. Unless you use Ozone 9 Master Rebalance. Which is actually a really cool tool. But it really is. But it's not perfect. Yeah, exactly. On mastering, I can only do it like a dB at max. Because other than that, it leaves kind of artifacts. It yeah, like whenever I do... Um, drums it tends to filter out a lot of the bass versus just bringing out the transient yeah but if you're ever trying to do that use spiff spiff i really from like spiff oak from sound. oak sound yeah i use it way, on almost every song here ozone 9 Re- master rebalance is this like really cool plugin from ozone isotope ozone advanced um ozone 9 advanced it's like this plugin that somehow can you you have three options bass drums or vocals and you can turn up or down within a two track like like i said it's not perfect so it kind of leaves a little bit of artifacts and what yeah. you're talking about but it's actually really really awesome and to the point where now you because of it i feel like it's a lot more flexible for mastering like i can i actually really like it for the vocal setting so I also do a lot of mastering work, which is so funny because i want to be very clear that i do not consider myself a mastering engineer 
I, I, I'm really confident with it and I've gotten a lot of cool placements with it and stuff like that. But, uh, I definitely am not a mastering engineer and will never take that. That's like an honorary title that I do not deserve. But I, what I do do is do a damn good job mixing a two track. (laughs) 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 That's what I do. Like literally that's what I consider doing. Uh, Sometimes uh, I get an email back from the client. Like, did my producer give you the stems or the master? Because it sounds like you remixed the song, like in a bad way or in a good way. They're like, no, it sounds great. It's just, I've never gotten a master back that sounded like somebody remixed the song. Yeah, I do. That's what I do. <laughs> That's what I do. And even with mixing, I do less like, I'm more of like a creative mixer. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'll do creative things where like, I'm a little bit more on the, like the fuck your rough mix mentality. Yeah. So like, which most of my clients, obviously there's clients that don't like that. Mm-hmm. but I kind of like, <laughs> I prepare them to let them know. And usually through my demos and before and afters that I have on my website, they know what to expect. So a lot of the clients that come to me expect that like production style mixing, yeah, which is like a lot of fun. But uh, um, this is not what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> actually. But it ties to what we're talking about. Realistically, like we do this for a living and we always get the questions asked, which is the topic, which is, you know, analog versus digital, the final so, frontier. Like, well, definitively speaking, like, what do we think? Like, this this shouldn't even be a conversation anymore, really. There you go. Um, that's the first time you've introduced the topic. Oh, cool. And that, Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I think I realized that. Thank you, Lou. Yeah, no, today is analog versus digital. I think it's because... We actually talked about what we were going to talk about before we started talking about it. Probably. We also talk about this all the time. Yeah, it's true. Like, it's funny. We're, but we're you talking about the name Final of the Frontier. Show, the Final Frontier. Like, because we were like, analog <laughs> versus digital Final Frontier. Because, like, we want this episode to kind of be the end of the discussion. We're probably going to, we're definitely going to continue to talk about it. I'll probably wake up to the conversation tomorrow. Exactly. But we want to use this episode as neither pro or, like, anti- analog or digital because at the end of the day this is the final discussion because they're not really meant to be compared digital i will say this i'm going to start off the conversation okay digital or sorry analog is absolutely 100 percent inferior in every single way possible that's why it's awesome and that's why people like it more oftentimes Because we even talk about it, like, even from a rhythmic standpoint, hi-hats and snares that are perfectly on time. Like, have you ever had a drummer that's so mechanically on time that it's, like, lost its musicality? Have you ever heard a singer who was so pitch perfect that you freaked out? Like Emma Watson in Beauty and the Beast, where they melodyned it too much. Or, like, The Greatest Showman, they melodyned it too much and they sound like robots. No, I once heard a singer, like a vocal coach, like, give the reference key to an artist. Without anything? Like, I heard her standing in front of me. Uh, This is back when I was recording at home. Like, no digital processing. No, no, no. Like, I was recording at home. We're all in my living room just recording. And she just sang, and I turned around like, oh, my God. Were you singing into the mic? She's like, no, I'm at the door. I'm like... You are so good. It, it's scary. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> well, singers, the I don't know. Good with singing is really good. Okay, as a singer, good with singing is not how well you hit the note. But it was impressive how well like, dead violin center that Like violin playing was. is all about how well you hit the note and how clean your vibrato yeah. is because there's no frets, right? But yeah. with singing, it's 
all about character. Yeah. So it's like good is like character where it's like, for example, Emma, I'm going to say it again, Beauty and the Beast with Emma Watson. I, I'm a big fan of Emma Watson. I love Disney. I love Beauty and the Beast as a story. Hated the vocals because it was Melodyne way too hard and way too perfect. <laughs> or like uh, the best hi-hat rhythms in trap music is when they're off. I love when things are like rhythmically off or like swing is technically off, right? I like, mean, like everything in swing to, is swung. Yeah, I mean, there's a right way to swing. But I mean, <laughs> but um, that, that's the kind of vibe. Like, because analog gear is imperfect, it adds this human, almost, I mean, it's not human, but almost human imperfection into audio, which people like. And, and that's why people, and you'll see a lot of times pros that are later in their career, use at least one or two things that are still analog to kind of give a little bit of that flavor. And there are actually digital is really getting good at making yeah. things dirty because with analog, you can't really control how dirty it is other than like pushing the input, <laughs> you know, like yeah. really. but with digital, there's a blend knob most of the time. Or like you can push how much dirty you want. You can get the good without taking the bad of analog. You can be frequency dependent, uh, like on Saturn, where you can divide there it up go. how you want. And it's, it's absolutely amazing. And I think that it's getting close, but there's still something. I say that like even with Saturn, like it's so precise that like even the dirty imperfection that it's emulating is still kind of calculatable. Or analog, perfect. it's like you have no idea what the fuck is going on, and that's kind of why it's so amazing. Yeah, you, uh, Andrew Sheps uh, had talked about how one day he'll bounce a song, and the producer will call him like, "Hey, what time did you bounce?" Because I know at a certain point, like, there's more power usage at your home, and it doesn't sound like the way it sounded last night. And the funny thing is, he agrees. He's like, "Yeah, the power consumption in some places will alter the sound of your system," which is so okay. And to put it in perspective. I think you went to school for this mm -hmm. and you have worked in bigger studios for more part of your career where I, yeah. um, I mean, we're almost the same age, <clears throat> but I've never really worked with tape. Mm -hmm. Granted, I'm very grateful <laughs> for that. Like I'm not <laughs> sad be. about it. I'm not sad about <laughs> it at all. I've heard you all the stories. Be. I've heard all the stories. I've seen it on YouTube when I wanted to get into tape. And I researched it, and I was like, heck, nah, I'm good. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, they even made 19-inch rack mounts that were dedicated to tape emulation. So even people that wanted that tape sound in the analog world didn't want the tape machine. <laughs> yeah, Just saying. They, there you go. So, I'm, I mean, uh, but for me, it's, it's a difference in, I feel like a lot of the older cats learned through the imperfect, like they didn't have a lot of choice. I, Andrew Shep had a video that we talked mm -hmm. about, which is, I think we were watching the same video. Um, he talked about how uh, back in the day you had tape and you had only options. And if you wanted to practice a compressor, you had a really crappy Alesis compressor outboard gear because there the was no plugins or whatever. Or what was it? I don't, I don't remember. But like you yeah. had to practice with crappy ones. And, and if you go work at another studio, if you learn, you see what other people are using. Because there's not a lot of options. And you're like, okay, other people have used this and you try it out. Where with plugins, you have an infinite amount of options, which is why yeah. it's also hard. And I think now on Clubhouse, we were talking about it. Um, which, by the way, sometimes we talk on Clubhouse. Yeah, look up uh, The Art of Mixing and Mastering. Uh, Taekwon leads the group. Yeah, and I'm, Shout out to Taekwon. And we're the actually way. trying to do our own thing too, but we keep recording these podcasts way too late for anybody to be awake. Just so you know, like, the city of LA is asleep right now, but we are awake 
and working for you. <laughs> Such a corporate you. way to say that. <laughs> we're working for you. We're here to serve our listeners. Yeah, we're here for you. But realistically, we are here for you. Yeah, and me, myself. I'm here for myself. I me, want, myself, I want you to and I is what I got in the end. Oh, wait. Can I not do that? <laughs> no, that's good. Can that's... we beep that? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're keeping it for what sure. What is it? Uh, option shift three? No, no, no. That's... I what? Forget what, I forget you what mean the just highlight had. and delete? <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to have a radio beep. Come on, man. Oh, the radio beep. Oh, I forget I what the shortcut is at. I just said consolidate There's clip. a shortcut I feel so silly. There's, it's true. I don't, there's an, okay, we, I discovered, we were talking for the interns, I discovered that there's a Pro Tool shortcut practice app. Yeah, the, um, the one on the yeah, iPhone. And I realized, I thought I was the king of shortcuts, but there's a lot of obscure shortcuts that, it says, it tells you what the shortcut does, and I don't even know what it's, like, the definition of it, I don't even know what that is. I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's like synchronize. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, synchronize uh, MTC and all that kind of. Yeah, stuff. it was like something like that. Yep. I'm like, what? What is that? It's like MIDI time code, foo. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> or like start at the beginning of a clip, something, something. And and start at the beginning of a clip. That sounds easy, but like there was something. Yeah. I was like, what? What is this? Anyway, um, yeah, it's a dope app. You should check it out. I have no idea what it's called, but I'll put it in the description in the link below, I guess. All right. Now I got to do that. Damn. See, I try to like mention, stop mentioning stuff, so I have to do less work when I upload things because I'm lazy. We just make it harder for ourselves. Yeah, but I'll do it for y'all because y'all are great listeners. Um, last We're month, here for you. Last month, we broke 12,000 uh, 12, downloads. Uh, 12,500 oh, 12, downloads. I was about to say that. 12,500 12, right? downloads in a single month, which is... We're beyond in the top 1% of all podcasts. So let me tell you right now, if you're listening to our podcast, you're a loser because you're now mainstream. You listen to mainstream media, huh? That's, that's what we are, mainstream, because everybody else is listening to us. I feel like we're terrible mainstream then. Yeah, we're really bad. We're the main, yeah. Like you got two ADHD hosts on mainstream media. Talking about ADHD, let's go back to the topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, analog versus digital. So I talked it a lot. Can you can you give me your two cents, Lou? Sure, I'll give you uh, one and a half. In fact, one I don't and know a half how I'm going to split the penny, but we'll figure it out. Here we go. We're about to go on another tangent about half one and a half, half pennies. <laughs> All right, go go for it. Go for All it. All right, straw pennies. Uh, <laughs> uh, so my thoughts on it is basically this. Honestly, I own a lot of analog gear here at the studio. Um, when me and DK opened up. It's as if we each brought one half of the studio. DK brought the monitoring section. I brought like the front end section. And now we have both for both. Exactly. Which is really awesome because now we're just like swapping mics around the rooms, <laughs> which is always fun. But with that said, I can tell you right now, a microphone will make more of a difference than any analog compressor you buy for your mix. Honestly speaking, like half the time Ooh. we're relying on analog gear to give us our front end. The most perfect way possible. And I do agree. There is many amazing pieces out there. But to be honest, sometimes I choose a $200 preamp over a $3,000 one. I'm just saying it just because it's an expensive, exclusive piece, which is what we all want. We were saying this earlier. Exclusivity is the the illusion that we have when we look at gear in a studio. But um, Hey, I'm going to say something blasphemous. Okay. I hate 1073s. I hate Neve preamps. Can I be honest? Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that, but I also agree with that. You know, so I, I hate, is, upper I hate is a strong. I mean, it's, you're right. It's, hate it's is the a strong upper mid range, but when it comes to like trap music, when it comes to rock and roll, you need that extra push in the mids 
to get the vocals well, to I come usually through. End up, at least the way that I mix it, I usually end up cutting out the upper mid. Exactly, anyway. which is why I personally think you would really like, here's the $200 preamp, people, the True Systems Precision Pre's. Which is what we have. Yeah, or, I actually have recorded people where the, ten, uh, the my, 1073, like the Chandler LTD one, did not fit. Amazing one, has the original Neve cards in it. But you know what? The True System sounded better for the client. And my, realistically. My favorite is definitely Daking, though. Daking is amazing. It's like fat. Yeah. It's got a lot of bottom. But it's also clear, like an API. There you go. I do like the API ones too. Because to be honest, API is just like, it doesn't really have that much flavor, which is why I like it. Yeah. Now let me ask you this. Neve has a little bit too much flavor. So let me ask you this. Now, if you weren't getting the vocal sound you were looking for while recording, would you A, switch the plugin, B, switch the hardware, or C, switch the mic? Or D, switch the singer. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what if you are the singer? Oh, I'm the singer. Oh. And the engineer. Oh, then, yeah, switch the mic 100%. Yeah. To be honest, knowing me, though, practically speaking, do neither. Just live with and fix it in the mix. I hate saying that out oh loud. Oh, my God. Batman's coming for you, man. I hate saying that out loud. Batman's but honestly, looking at you like he, how he looks at Robin. Again, this is where it comes back to because I grew up in the digital age where, like, I cut, you know, I put in the hours doing a lot of fixing mixing. I'm real. I'm like weirdly confident about fixing mixing. Like you can't give me something shitty, and like I, there's no way that I can't make it sound at least somewhat better. No, no, no. That should be true either way as okay, you progress okay. in your career. But, but like enough to be are proud you, about. Are you are you actively choosing to record shitty? No, definitely not. Definitely not. Exactly. And to be honest, but like we don't have. Would the you say that the only reason? That you couldn't record properly is because you're missing an analog piece of hardware or a plug-in? Oh, heck nah, heck nah. Exactly. So when people want to say, oh, the digital distressor versus the actual analog distressor. They sound different. Who they cares? sound different. Who cares? Realistically, half the time when we're having that conversation, it has nothing to do with the piece of gear, what they're trying to solve. It's like, well, my mix isn't as punchy. You know, I really want a distressor to help with that. I'm like, you realize the distressor is very aggressive, right? It's not going to ma- add punch to your mix, but well, it's definitely going to make that? things uh, come through. Yeah, we can people, talk about people, it. People think that like compressors, like, oh, if you use a compressor, uh, it makes it punchier. No, and every it time doesn't. someone says that, I'm like, have you used your ears? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> maybe if you had like. The slowest like a 40, attack, 50 millisecond attack, even a thirty yeah. second millisecond yeah. attack, and then the fastest release, and then you click. bring the threshold all the way down, and then all you hear is. Okay, unless you got the Wolf compressor, which is insane. Actually, that thing is pretty nice. I used it once. I'm still confused by it because there's so many fucking oh, controls, I'm, but I like it. It's so good. Uh, there's there, okay, okay, fine. Some compressors. The ad punch because they're not regular compressors. They're really creative production type compressors. But with that said, would you uh, would you say that the Volve compressor is always going to fit? Oh, heck nah. So having that one piece oh, of hardware yes. that's going to save everything? <laughs> <laughs> it will now. I'll force it to. <laughs> I'll figure it Everything's out. Everything's the Volf compressor. <laughs> no, but think about it. Like a lot of people say like, oh, if I had a 1073 and a CL1B, all my recordings would be perfect. But half the time, that combo doesn't work. Also, uh, for anybody that's listening right now, we're just saying a bunch of brands. And if you're new to audio... These, this are, might all, be a little these are all a little bit more like higher end pieces. But the point is that even though we have it, we don't rely on the analog tool because it's not to say that digital is better. It's just that realistically, if you can't make either one work, it's more of a problem with you than it is with your plug-in or analog gear. Yeah. 
So anyway, back to what we were talking about on Clubhouse, which, by the way, again, super ADHD. We just kind of left that topic after I brought it up. That, um, this is apparently We're about mainstream. to do it again, so I'm trying to stay focused. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked about this on Clubhouse, which is the idea of because there's the digital world is so expansive and it's unlimited, right? The unlimited digital world. Uh, I feel like now music and mixing has a much higher learning curve specifically because there's way too many options. And Mm -hmm. because of that, though, I feel like new mixers in this day and age, after they get over the learning curve, are actually genuinely better mixers and have better ears because they've had a lot more experimenting and a lot more opportunities to fail. Because back in the day, you're like, we got the LA-2A or the 1176, or we got three options. And one of them is going to sound better than the other two options. And you might get really good at figuring out which of the best, which of the three is going to sound best. But in the digital world, you got a bajillion options and half a bajillion of them sound good on this source. (laughs) And the other half sound meh. Yeah. Sound pretty good still. (laughs) So, uh. So there's a lot more experimenting, a lot more failing, a lot more figuring it out. So the learning curve is a lot, lot steeper nowadays, I feel like, as far as, like, mixing the, the art of – not the actual, like – nobody knows how to cut tape anymore, especially the young cats. Like, the actual, like, engineering, actually engineering stuff, because that's out of the way, I still think the actual craft and the art of mixing is a much deeper learning curve. So like your ear, developing your ear is a much deeper learning curve. I feel like a good part of this issue too is that a lot of people record from home for the first time, not knowing the common issues that arise. So you start discovering every little thing that plays a part in it. And either you try to fix it in the mix, like, you know, AC noise or cars driving by and things like that. Things that you normally wouldn't experience in a studio. Uh, Because of that, a lot of people tend to learn how to fix, like you said, like... It's kind of crazy. I've seen vocal chains that have like extreme noise gates, but when you listen to it in the mix, you're like, wow, that actually sounds pretty good. Yeah. So on this note, we want to point out a couple things. One, analog lovers don't hate on digital. Digital lovers don't, don't hate, hate on, on analog. analog. Uh, because, and especially if you don't own any analog pieces or have never owned any analog pieces or, or you're used. poor which is almost everybody that's in the music industry, <laughs> except for like the top 10%. That's top 1%. <laughs> 1%. It's really hard. Okay, we can t- talk about how the music industry only accrued 20, $21.9 billion in the year of 2019, which is stupid small, stupid small amount of money compared to other sectors. Anyway, but uh, there's not a lot of money in the music industry, so according to, uh, surprisingly, contrary to popular belief, but... Unless you have, if you do not own analog gear or if you do not have analog gear or if you're poor, which is almost everybody, um, do not hate on analog gear. You just look stupid. Do not. Because at the end of the day, there's a reason why these pros still keep a few pieces. There's also a reason why these pros do not keep their old consoles and their entire racks and racks and racks of gear. There's a reason why big ma- console manufacturers are starting to make smaller units. And like with like a bunch of different features in a single unit that does a bunch of different things. Like recall. Of, yeah. Recall is super important. Thank you, Wes, 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 Wes Audio. Audio. 
which I need to get. But there's, okay. But I also think, okay, let's go into this. My favorite piece that I have is one of my least expensive pieces. Dun, dun, dun. The Warm Audio Bus Comp, which I have talked about before. Many times. There's something magical about the Warm Audio Bus Comp. It is an inferior piece. But plugins emulate the actual piece, right? Oh, yeah. This is emulating the actual piece, but with lesser parts. Hence why it's cheaper. Yep. There is no plugin that is even close to recreating the sound of the Warm Audio Bus Comp because no plugins are emulating the components and the signal path of the Warm Audio Bus Comp. The Warm Audio Bus Comp sounds nothing like any of my plugins. And I've used uh, Obsidian, which is one of my other favorite uh, VCA bus comps. Obsidian is, is amazing. Uh, Serpent Audio, the actual G-Bus. I've used Smart. They all sound really dope, but they don't sound that different from plugins, relatively speaking, compared to the Warm Audio Bus Comp. It sounds so different, and I love it. I use it on almost every mix, and it's definitely got a tone, and it's got some flaws, but that's why I love it. Yeah, I mean, realistically, my favorite piece also has a lot of flaws. Uh, the Retro Instruments Double Wide. Yeah, like yours it, doesn't perfectly sync up. Exactly. But when you do sync it up and everything works fine. As much as you can. <laughs> as much as you Once again, Analog has flaws. But dude, that thing it sounds amazing. I use it on almost every mix on the vocal bus. Uh, we were talking about like, uh, do we use compressors in series and all that kind of stuff on our chains and everything. Uh, you had mentioned you always use a slow compressor first. Um, I agree with that. My retro tends to be either the first or second insert on the vocal bus, but it's because I love the way it glues together while not sounding like it's an exaggerated amount. But the funny thing is I have way more expensive compressors in the rack, yet that's my favorite one. And it's by far, actually, I think it's my cheapest compressor. Yeah, and it, to be honest, it's one of my favorite ones that you have as well. And uh, I think, which, by the way, I should probably get my own. Uh, what am I doing with my life? Uh, uh, but at the same time, like, to be honest, I'm in the boat of if they took away all analog gear and also all third-party plugins and I only had to work with stock plugins, do you think my mixes would suffer or sound worse? Slightly, because we would lose our dynamic EQ knowing that we're in Pro Tools. Damn, you're right. Pro Tools does not have a dynamic EQ. But it other does than that, have a multiband. Other than that, other than that, I don't think very much. No, no. Because fact, realistically, it's more about how you use the tool versus which tool it is. You want to say that again? It's more about how you use the tool than what tool it is. It's a poor workman that blames his tools. There's the phrase. I love that phrase. It's a poor workman that blames his tools. We come back to that. So anyway, the topic of analog versus digital is stupid because you're stupid for caring. That's the end of that. No, <laughs> wow. I'm teasing. I'm You know, we were mainstream. Now we're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so um, I met the biggest jerk in my life in audio um, a couple months ago. We I'm not going to mention. I won't say names. Um, and I won't say the company who he represents. Companies. Uh, but if Plural. you do, if you figure it out and you know who it is, you should fire that guy. Shout uh, out. Uh, yeah. But uh, um, one of the things that I said, I brought in a mix. And immediately off the bat, he's like, you mixed this all digital, didn't you? Little did he know, 
I use a hybrid setup. But anyway, I said, yeah. And he said, I can tell. What I really wanted to say, and I held my tongue, was, oh, that's really cool. I didn't realize you were a liar. (laughs) (laughs) Bars. Yeah, literally, like, that's bars. (laughs) (laughs) We've been saying that recently in the studio. Anytime someone said something clever or something funny, bars. Bars. Bar. I'm like, that guy said something stupid. Bars. Bars. No, literally, though, like, that's, that's how I felt. Like, oh, I can tell. Oh, like you can tell, huh? Okay. There is there is one thing. There is one thing. Let's go back to the retro instruments. And even your distressors, which have that stereo link, yeah. which supposedly they line up perfectly, but your distressors are from different years. And Actually, they're not, yeah, they're apart about a decade. Which is awesome because now you have one that has slightly more degraded parts. Yep. So, and part of the reason why analog and the inferiority, the inferior analog domain that it exists, right, is the left and the right will not be matched perfectly. And with Plugin Even, Alliance and yeah. BX, they kind of do this the TNT or the TMT where they have the left and right channel be slightly different Mm -hmm. like there's beauty in the imperfection because that gives it that stereo width which is why i'm a huge backer i'm not sponsored i'm not anything but if they would like to sponsor me please i I should reach out out to plug in alliance now that we're the mainstream podcast now that it's not cool to listen to us dude we just got canceled what oh what did i say again you called people stupid that's mean man no i'm sorry we're not stupid no i'm stupid for caring i'm dev i'll call myself stupid for caring no, you're not stupid. I'm, I don't you care just, anymore. You have but feelings, I, man. I have, I have what? Yeah, feelings. I don't for care about my own feelings. <laughs> I don't care about my own feelings. Screw my own. I'm just kidding. We should have we should have an episode about uh, mental health. Actually, on that note. Actually, yeah, we had a great conversation on uh, Clubhouse. In fact, uh, hold on, hold on. Before we go on a tangent, let's oh save God. it tangent, for the episode. Yep, let's tangent. save it for the episode. Um, but on that note, I think we're kind of coming to a close. Is there anything you want to say? Yeah, let's just wrap it up with saying that. Guys uh, and girls and pets and We're trying to get whatever. better at that, saying guys yeah, and girls. Yeah, We're trying to bad. get better at that. But realistically, as much as I love analog gear and as much as I invested in it, you know I don't use that on every mix. I only use it when it makes sense to use it. it it's, it's silly to think that any piece of gear is going to magically make your mix better. You have to get better before you buy that piece of gear. And even then, when you get better, you'll probably realize you don't want it anymore. Yeah, and and on my stuff, I've had way too many experiences that my mixes and masters were been put in a blind shootout against people that pride themselves in their analog gear, and little did they know mine was fully digital and mine was picked in a blind shootout multiple times over. That that's happened enough times that I just don't care anymore. Actually, I talked about this this week with you. Mm-hmm. I I I master <laughs> for. Uh, uh, a label, and um, I did get to do a lot of cool TV and movie placements with it. But uh, the first time that they hired me and they wanted to test me out, and I didn't even know about this until a month afterwards, after the record had came out, um, they apparently shot my master out with a guy, like a Grammy-winning mastering engineer, like a high level, uh, with someone that's in-house, and like a third. So there's like three or four different masters that they compared to. They did a blind shootout with the A&R, the producer, and the artist in the room, and they unanimously picked mine every single time. Little did they know, mine was 100% in the box, and uh, also 100% I don't give a crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 
not overthinking it. Uh, and I think if I knew that they were going to shoot it out, I think I would have over, overthunk it, overthunk it. Yep. Over overthunk it. Overthought it. Overthought it. There you go. Overthought it and uh thunk a thunk. <laughs> overthought. We're just having a good time. I think that's why people like the podcast cuz we're honestly just having a good time. I I thought we were canceled. Dang. This is just a talk show that nobody's going to listen to anymore. Dang. Welcome Please to the to now not mainstream podcast. <laughs> the indie podcast. No, but uh um it was actually really beautiful. It was super confidence building for me, but it was also kind of proving the point of um, and the reason why I don't care about things, and I'm like blatantly to the point where I'm probably offending people that care a lot. My feelings are hurt. Like, to, I have like feelings. literally, like to those that are super analog lovers that care a lot, I'm probably say a lot of offensive things, even things that I say outside of the podcast. People that care a lot, I'm probably pretty offensive. To be honest, that's probably me when people ask me about U87s. There you go. <clears throat> We're not going to talk about that right now. But, uh, but, uh, uh, but for real, it's like, I think that when people care too much, um, it will hurt your sound. And and part of the reason why I'm like I feel like I'm so good is because I'm so fast that I'm that fleeting inspiration never leaves my grasp because it's so quick. And as we kind of move more and more into the digital age, people are I honestly think mixes nowadays, some of them like if you listen to an old I'm sorry, my favorite artist of all time, Michael Jackson record, or an Earth, Wind & Fire record. Phenomenal, groundbreaking for its time. Yeah. Records nowadays done by 14-year-olds sound better. Sometimes sounds better. And you're like, whoa. And sometimes sounds absolutely not even close to better. (laughs) You know what the key on that one is? What? Mistakes? No. It's that they're thinking creatively versus technically. A lot of people mm. get in their head when it comes to the mix, and then they start blaming their gear because they're in their head. Amen. Hey, can I tell you the one thing that's like almost memed? Like uh, how big of a deal people make with converters. Okay. Can I say? <laughs> so there was a there's a website that I don't remember, so I can't post in the description. But there's a website, and I've done it myself. Um, the website has wave file full resolution comparisons mm-hmm. of different converters. So it's the same song or different songs that you could choose from. You can do switch back and forth between the converser, converters. And not only do they have all the different converters, but they have a version where the converters are, it's passed through five times. So they convert the audio five times. They bring it out and then bring it back in. So that way um, you can re- it emphasizes path. five times the emphasis of the character of that converter, right? Mm-hmm. And... Even with the five times, after a thousand dollars, like after UA and above, like it's so subtle that if you ever think your converter is the reason why your music doesn't sound good, like you need to go to this website and figure and do a comparison yourself because you'll laugh at yourself. Like there's it's it's a joke how similar everything is. And even with the the biggest difference was the the focus right solo versus the Apollo or like the Prism or the Lavery or whatever they had, that was a big difference. But not so big that you can't win a Grammy with a Focusrite. Didn't Billie Eilish win? No, they had UA. They had UA. No, 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 but that's my my point. It was mixed professionally and everything, but No, no, they had a UA unit. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They had a UA unit to record it. It didn't stop them from winning. Even if it was mixed professionally, let, let's talk about that. Well, let's talk for about how good a, a UA very is, quick second. Um, if you spent a G 
on your home studio. Let's say you bought an Apollo Solo, um, a Lonadio LA220, and some headphones, and you just started recording in your laptop, GarageBand, whatever. If if Honestly speaking, if you can't get that to work for you, there's probably a bigger issue. It definitely is, 100%. Because, DK, me and you have mixed straight out of our computers. Out of the no built-in inter- in Mac. Yeah. Exactly. Sent Straight it out, out to clients, jack. and they love the mix anyways. It wasn't, the interface didn't make a difference because, guess what? There was no interface. Hey, and the built-in crappy D to A, A to D, wait, there, we don't use A to D when you're mixing, I guess, but no. D to A is, is, who gives a crap? They loved it because we're good, and that's the end of that story. Literally, yep. like, yep. converters is a joke of a thing. Um, now, I will say this. If you're doing uh, big professional studio stuff, like recording live more, bands yeah, and everything. Utility. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I personally am a huge fan of the Lynx Auroras, um, especially the new Aurora N. They're amazing converters and interfaces. They, I I'm going to be a douche right now and say that I do definitely hear a difference between an Apollo and that. No, no, but no. We're there also definitely talking is a about there two completely different. different price points, you know? Apollo has this aggressive mid-range thing, this, like, bite. It's, like, kind of fake. But to be fair... It sounds really nice. I actually really like it. Yeah. It's, like, it kind of, but, it's, like, it's fake. And it's kind of, like, when you compare, it's, like, a little bit fake. And you can tell. But every single time, I'm like, yeah, this is definitely more exciting. Yeah, I don't. I lean into that fakeness. Yeah. But with that said, you know, a two-channel uh, interface from Lynx is twenty-two hundred, and that's like their base model two-channel interface. So they're obviously putting in a lot more work. But let's be honest, I don't know anybody who hasn't been able to make an Apollo work or a Focusrite work. Um, honestly, we've like I said, we've been mixing out of our headphone jacks. I'm gonna I'm gonna prove a point. I'm gonna win a Grammy with a Focusrite solo just to prove a point. Well then, I hope for best you... engineering. That's what I'm going to do. In fact, Jason Joshua, I, I I recommend you try to do that. Jason Joshua, I, I challenge you to mix your best record you possibly can on a Focusrite solo. I'm going to up the ante. The headphone jack. Headphone jack straight out of the computer, into 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 your speakers, <laughs> out the speaker jack into the eighth yeah. inch speaker jack volume, into the speaker. Volume control. Directly from the the little bar on that laptop. There you go. Do it. I challenge you. I'd, and it's going to slap. It's going to sound good. I would love to hear that same mix then uh, because Jason Joshua says that he does all of his vocals in the box and all oh, of his right. music on the board. Then redo your regular process and then let's do an A-B. Do it. I want to see that. Or somebody. It doesn't even have to be Jason Joshua. Someone that has I would Grammys. love to hear John Costelli. I've only met him once in the past, but his mixes are great. There you go. And and even with these bigger cats, it's partially out of habit. Like they've got, like I said that I've gotten really fast with digital. Mm-hmm. Like have you like I've heard the stories about Manny Mariquin and Jason Joshua, just like how blazing fast they are. Yeah. Uh, Chris Lloyd, I'll do the same because his console is always set up the same way. Sorry. I I, 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 I have a lot of love in my heart, so I, I'll be careful, but I'm not necessarily a huge fan of him and his work. It's okay. It's but that okay. being said, he is a big icon and a big reason why engineers are starting to come to the front of people's minds. So he's yeah. he is, he's doing good for the community. I can't deny it. Yeah. But uh, I'll end it there. I'll end it there. Um you know who is awesome? All you 12-year-old kids that are starting your careers listening to this podcast, starting right now, 
You are awesome. You are the future. And I'll add this little spurge. If you are a woman right now doing audio, because we were just, we just talked about this. So this came to the mind, please don't stop. Um, I mean, unless you have to, like if, if you, if you think this is the right path for you, do all of the men a favor and please don't stop because we, you need to represent, we need representation as well as, as like, I'm just, I'm a big guy for like capitalism and like economic systems. Like, yo, like when we don't tap into 50% of the world's potential, like we could literally increase how good we are and how good music is and how things are. Any industry. If 50% more people, like 100% more people joined in and started helping us out. Like, like literally. So like men are losing if we don't allow women to participate. Yeah. And so on that note, please, you guys are the future and girls are the future. And we're losers. And you're listening to mainstream media. <laughs> twice, twice canceled now. Twice canceled. It's like a second cousin no, twice removed. No, no, removed. no. My, 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 my women in audio speech, you know, uncanceled us, I think, right? I think in saying that it canceled us. I think in me bringing it up canceled <laughs> us. No, but uh, um, we're, we should probably do another episode about women in audio and have, uh, you know, interview Sloza or like other people in the crew. Totally. Lizzie. Liz. Oh, Liz would actually be great. Yeah, we met. We met and in, Crystal too. There you go. There you go. So uh, on that note, my friends, please. I was gonna say happy mixing, uh, but before I do, please, if you're watching or listening, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe and like the video. That really helps us out. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a five star review. I think you could do the same thing on Google Podcasts. If you are on Spotify. Just share it onto the story and tag us. Uh, we love it when people tag us. We'll repost it. Um, we have enough followers that it's worth it. I promise you. Kind of. And uh, <laughs> um, Actually, for me, it's a, it's a huge brightening of the day whenever we get our like, little DMs on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Feels actually, great. Actually, I recently, I've been getting like three to five DMs a day. Damn, I only get like one a month. Well, I mean, you've only been on the show for like six, five, six months, and I've been doing this for two years. That's true. You'll get there, we promise. One day. One day. Everybody DM Lou. Just spam Lou at Midside Sound. Just spam Lou. Don't even follow him. Just spam him. And like, send like feet pics or something. Like, oh something my God, gross. not Go. feet pics. No. <laughs> okay, if you're going to send anything, send me your best dad joke or your favorite gif of something like stupid or silly. Yes, most random gift wins. You win a shout out on the next episode. Yes. So uh, send it to at Midside Sound. And we'll add that gift to a link at the bottom of that thing just to give DK more work. This episode went a little bit long. Um, It was fun. I'm actually, this was a fun one. This was really, I like it when we have fun. We have a lot of fun. Yeah, we do. On that note, happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. Saucy. One, two, three. If you'd like to take advantage of my free guides and online videos, please check out links.dkmixes.com. That's links.dekeimixes.com.
Are you trying to find the perfect distribution platform to get your music on Spotify and Apple? I personally use and love DistroKid. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash DistroKid to get a small discount and get access to a platform with unlimited uploads for a yearly fee. Happy uploading and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.